0: Okay. Hello everyone. Welcome to our podcast today. My name is Maya Luna and I'm gonna be talking about IXL learning.
1: I am Gracie Van Wagener and I'm gonna be talking about Google Classroom. So Google Classroom is an ed tech tool that you can use for your classroom and it's basically connects all the different Google Apps, and you can communicate with your students, give them assignments, and even grade them.
0: Awesome. So how much does Google Classroom cost?
1: So I'm actually gonna share my screen. Okay. There's two different types of Google suits. One is Google suit for education. And basically, it's free and it has all these different things that you can do with it. But there's also a Google suit enterprise for education, and this actually costs money. So it's actually going to be $48 per user per year for faculty and students. So basically, it just has everything. This one has the free version, but extra. So it has different little things you can do with it.
0: Nice. Um, so you said it's, sorry, say the price again.
1: So the Google suit oh. for education is free for yeah. anyone. And the Google suit enterprise for education is going to be $48 per user per year.
0: Okay, so if a teacher was using it, do the students need to pay as well? So
1: if the teacher uses it, the students will have no cost okay. and schools can register and get student emails for them too.
0: Oh, awesome. Okay. So when, a, when the teacher is using Google Classroom, are students able to turn in their assignments through Google Classroom or do they need to email it how does that work
1: okay so within google classroom you're going to you can post any assignments you want and they can go into the assignment and open their own like document you can create their your own document for the students so it gets their own personal assignment and they just open it and it's a google doc and then they can submit it within the google doc So it's all within the Google Classroom. You don't have to go anywhere
0: else. That's so awesome. (laughs) Nice. OK. Is there a limit to how many people you can add to a class, or is it just however many are there could just join?
1: Yes. So there is a limit. It's actually 250 students, faculty, teachers, however many you want. And that's the limit. So only 250 users can be on it at a time.
0: Okay. That's a good range. Okay. Um, so what about if a parent wanted to monitor their students' work, would they be able to join the Google Classroom or would they have to access it through their students?
1: Yeah, so if you're using it personally, like on your personal email, then you can't add students or students' teachers, but if you're, like, registered as a school, it has the option to where you can, there will be a thing over a student, and you can invite their parent to join, but it only works if, like, the school is registered uh, in Google suit.
0: Okay, well, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um... So, if you had special education students, how would that work for them? Like, is it adaptable to their needs?
1: Yeah, so I'm gonna show you a little bit of this YouTube video. So, in this YouTube video, it shows all the ways where Google Classroom can... And we upgraded her with a Sonic oh, I can skip the ad. <laughs> so it shows you one. all the ways where you Google Classroom can adapt to the needs of special ed students. So I'm going to go ahead and start right here. And we're just going to watch a little learning bit. support that the students um, need. So the, the teacher you're working with would need to go to their Google Classroom, go to the People tab
0: click on the invite button and add you as a co teacher before you would be able to do any of the things that that I'm going to demonstrate for you.
1: So what he's doing here is he's adding uh, the special ed teacher that the student works with so he can the teacher can be a part of the student's education and learning and they can have control over what the student does. So one of the other things that they do is um, when they post assignments in the stream they can so if you make an assignment you can click different students who you want it for so you can make the original assignment and deselect one of the students the special ed student Mm -hmm. and then assign it and then you can go in and create a modified version for the special ed student and I'll assign it only to them. Okay. So I think it's really cool to like make modified assignments for them and be able to work with their needs.
0: Yeah, that's super awesome. Do you think that Google Classroom is good for all grade levels or just certain ones?
1: So Google Classroom, you have to have an email to join and in order to have a Gmail, you have to be 13 years old. So if it's like a more personal thing then you have to be 13 but if you if the school registers for the G suit education they can get school emails for all their students and they can work through it that way okay. so I think it could work for all ages but it's used mostly in middle school and high school classrooms and not really elementary school okay
0: so. Do you think it's pretty easy? Would it be easy for an elementary student to understand and like get the hang of it?
1: Yeah, so the layout is actually really clear. This is where you go to all the classwork, the stream where you can post announcements. And it's like really simple to use. This is the teacher look of it. But in the student version, you can see all the announcements and assignments and you just click on it and it'll take you right to the Google Doc with all the, with the assignment that they need to fill out. And then on the top right corner, there'll be a blue turn in button. And it's just really simple. And if the students were taught properly or showed how, I think they would be able to do it well. And there's even settings where you can manage um, how to post in the stream, whether students can post and comment or just teachers. So it would be more appropriate for the elementary age students.
0: Okay. Well, that is awesome. Um, do you have any last minute things you would like to share before we switch over? Yeah, I think
1: Google Classroom is a really good ed tech tool and I think it can be a really great way for the community of students and teachers and especially right now I think it's helped a lot of students connect with their teachers and stay in contact and get everything they need after the schools were closed, after COVID-19. And it's just like a super great way to connect everybody and have a whole community of learning. That's awesome. Thank
0: you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my screen. Here we go, okay. So, IXL Learning is just personalized online learning. Um, it's really cool, actually, because it because it's personalized learning, it just adapts to your child or your student's need, depending on, like whether or not you are using it at home or in the classroom.
1: So, what does it cost to get IXL Learning?
0: Okay, so iXL Learning, it's actually really interesting. <laughs> so um, for the cost, you could pay for, if you're just using it at home or something, for a single subject, it would be $9.95 a month. And you could pick math, language, arts, or Spanish. If you do the combo package, it's $15.95 a month for math and language arts. And for the core subjects, it's $19.95 a month for math, language, arts, science, and social studies. Um, but if you're a teacher and you want to use it in the classroom, you have to kind of come on here and just put in all of your information about your school, how many students you have, and it'll give you a quote of how much it will be every month. Um, but yeah, let me see if I can find that. Yeah, no, nope, OK. <laughs> yeah no I can't find it again it was really hard to find last time but yeah
1: okay so how does IXL compare to the free alternative of Khan Academy they're pretty similar right
0: yeah so I for me I've used both actually so Khan Academy is it's great if you want a free option but I personally would just be mindful that you sh- Khan Academy isn't made to replace on, like schooling versus IXL where they, that's an option to do it as your online schooling. And so with Khan Academy, the videos that they put out is more just, it has a more of a feel of like, watch me solve this problem, but on IXL, it really does walk you through it. And so I think just being mindful of what you actually are wanting so if you want that online learning experience, I think IXL would be best. But if you do just want the free, if you want a free option just to help you learn a little more and help you grow in different skills, I think Khan Academy would be a good option as well.
1: So how can parents and teachers effectively monitor student progress?
0: Um, so with the school, I mean with classroom, <laughs> if you're using it in the classroom, there's different tabs where the teacher could just see how the student is progressing and if they have any trouble spots. And when um, they could also actually, it's actually really cool, they could see when their students are getting off task and they could like stop them from going off task. So the teachers are able to see their trouble spots and help them get through it and help them learn more so they could overcome that trouble spot. And they could also just put a stop to when the student is going off track. Because I know for me, whenever I go off track, it's because it's too hard for me, or I just, like, I don't wanna put in the effort. And so I think that's good for teachers to have access to to see when their students are getting off task, because that could mean that that's, that thing is too hard for that student. But for parents, um, they could log into IXL with their students, their child, I mean, their child's username and password. And then they could click on reports. And there's a lot of different sections just with um, like, things they can look at. Let me see if I can find that. I can find that one. I can do this. Um, (laughs) So yeah, you'll just log in here and then you there will be different tabs over here with like statistics and there you could also see your child's trouble spots and yeah. See there's just it goes from uh, pre-kindergarten actually all the way to 12th grade.
1: That's really cool. So, is it effective in learning for all grade levels, or would you say it's more beneficial for the younger grades?
0: Um, I think it would be more beneficial for the younger grades, just because as you get older, the material will get harder. And so, it's better to have a teacher there to interact with you to help you get through those harder things that you'll be learning because when when you're going through elementary school it is going to be a little easier to just do all your work online because the stuff isn't very hands-on and so you could just do it all online so
1: how does um ixl adapt to the needs of special education
0: students um so like i was talking about it's like it says right here, IXL is personalized learning. And so for, even for the special education students, it's going to adapt to their needs. And so if you have a student, a special education student who is, for example, in fifth grade, but they're still at a third or second grade level, they're gonna be adapting back to, it'll adapt them back to their learning needs. And I think that's awesome that it's not just like that for these special education students, but it's like that for all students. And it's going to give them exactly what they need in order to progress at their own speed and help them. <laughs> that's all the questions I have. I'm trying to stop sharing right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to break this thing. <laughs>
1: I need to edit it a little bit. I think it also said we were supposed to talk about other special populations like. Um...
0: Okay, so Hello. now I'm going, oh, I need to move this. I can't see anything. Okay. Um, <laughs> so iXL also, ler- wow, iXL also <laughs> makes different products. And some of, so one of them, oh, is it really? Okay is abc yeah and so okay this is actually so fun i played with it a little bit and it's a lot of fun my brothers also use my little brothers also use it and they love it and so i actually asked my little brothers a little bit about it to just kind of get their feedback about this online learning educational game website and so when i asked them about it they just said that ABC is a lot of fun. And so I asked them, well do you think it's used for a good online learning purpose? And they said, they actually said it's not always, like students don't always use it for the purpose of online learning. They use it a lot to just goof off and have fun when they're not being, when they're not doing stuff in class. And so um. They also said that it's good for kids that are wanting to learn more, but it's not, for, it's not the best for kids who are more advanced. And so if you have a student that's more advanced, you could always encourage them to work ahead of their grade. And so ABC has actually only offered for pre-K to fifth grade. And so if you have students older than that, this is, won't be a good option <laughs> because they're not gonna get anything out of it. But, um, yeah, they just have educational games, and they're a lot of fun, and they're really good for the grades that they have. So with Yacht, uh, they have monthly subscriptions. And so for the p- family one, it's $9.99 per month. And with that, you get no ads, you get complete mobile access, and you get up to five devices. And so you have that. Or you could do the six-month subscription, which is seven fifty dollars a month, or one payment of $44.99. Or you could do the annual subscription, which is $583 a month, or one payment of $69.99. But they also offer it for the classroom. And so with that, you could do $25 a month, or one payment of 299 dollars <laughs> um, And you get up to 30 devices, but you get unlimited access and no ads. But um, So with premium family and classroom, you get access to the videos that app yeah puts out and you could set a timer for the access the students or your child will have during the class time. And so if you don't want them on it during certain times of the day, you could just block it and they can't go on it. And you can control the game category access, which I think is super cool because that means if you want them working on one subject, they could only pick games in that subject. Um, and that's super cool. But yeah. Um, I was gonna say oh, yeah. So, IXL is <laughs> it is expensive, but you could – so, they do offer – Like you could do it for free. It's just, you won't be able to track your progress. So I guess I should have said that if you want to just use it, you could just come pick a grade and then you could just do these practices that they have. But if you're wanting to track your progress and you want it to adjust to your needs, you're going to have to do one of the payment options, but just even to just see where you're at, this is still good just to come on here and do your thing, but yeah. Did I <laughs> wait? Stop.
1: <laughs> you ready for me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so Google Classroom does something. Well, Google is really good and diverse, and all the Google products work together. So one of the cool things for English language learners that you can do is get this Google Translate extension, and you can press Translate this page, and um, it will have you pick a language maybe. (laughs) I don't know why it's not working. (laughs) But if you click it, you can pick a language and it will translate the whole page for you. And it can even translate the assignments. Or the teacher can translate the assignments back from and even in Google Docs you can translate the whole thing into a different language. So it will be really helpful for English language learners who struggle with or are struggling with English and need to do the assignments in their native language, and then you can, or them can translate it back super easily. And then for low-income students, um, Chromebooks are a really cheap option and schools often give them out and then they can have internet access and access to Google Classroom and all that they need for school. But if the schools aren't giving them out, then it would be a problem because some, schools require you to do work on google classroom or other stuff but if you don't have internet or any computer or anything to work with it won't work but they do have a mobile version which is helpful because most kids have phones and then um google classroom on the ist standards for educators meets about five out of seven of the requirements. And then for the same for students, it also meets five out of the seven. And then for the triple E framework, it meets all of the ex- expectations for extend and engage, but it misses a few for the enhanced. It doesn't really enhance the learning or it's not sophisticated. And um, Another drawback of Google Classroom is that it doesn't connect with any non-google apps so you can't like use word or powerpoint but they do have all the google alternatives and they have lots of cool apps that it does connect with and that you can use but it doesn't connect with anything else which is a drawback um i made a rubric for it so it's free so it got full points for the cost it's worth it it's affordable and it's reliable it's also super user-friendly and easy to use and simple for all levels. And the community, it can create a feeling of community and allows communication easily. So I also gave that full, full, full points for that. And then compatibility, I gave it only 15 points because it is compatible with all the Google tools, but it doesn't connect with anything else. So out of all, It receives 90 out of 100 on my rubric scale. Mm.
0: Good stuff. Thank you, everyone, for watching and listening to our podcast, and we will see you again soon.